Hey, it's B, back from square one. Regulated, life is still upside down. And as I've been experimenting through conventional and unconventional mental health, I'm reporting back. This time, with good news. Ready to rock, drop, and roll, <laughs> so don't get burnt. The divorce, the jail, the affairs, and my attempt to swing, I mean, sing. Our lives will always be on fire, so why not raise the real race and break the matrix? Maybe this is how it starts, as we unfuck ourselves. Let's find a way out. They don't care about you, so stop giving a fuck about them. Hey, this is Carol, and I'm currently on Maybe This Is How It Starts. V, thank you so much for having me. Um, I know this is a big thing for you. This is your first episode. You've done a lot of work. This is your baby. And I wanted to take a minute to say thank you and ask you a question. Hi, Carol. This is V. And thank you for being part of Maybe This Is How It Starts. It's been a very, very glorifying and interesting process meeting you and coming across you in my journey and having you be part of this project that's been incredibly fun. So thank you for being here. Absolutely. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Of course. Now, my question to you is, everybody has their own reasons why they start their healing journey. Mm -hmm. Some people do it for their own satisfaction. Some people do it for closure. Some people do it to start a brand new chapter in their lives. What prompted you to start this healing journey? What specifically happened to you? Absolutely. So what started this project was the really the need to start a community of individuals that felt or had been into a similar situation as mine. So minds uh, alike. Um, during COVID, I had a breakdown just like many of us out here in this world. And the second time we came across a COVID uh, diagnosis, uh, I was at my parents and being confined with five other people was incredibly difficult where, you know, some of my family members ended up in the hospital, intensive um, psychiatric help. Um, I was probably close to that as well. And so I checked in myself with a therapist and I said that I needed to do something about what I was going through. But at the same time, I felt like I wanted to be intentional. And I said, I really need to do something different this time. And so I went through a year of therapy and eventually I reached a plateau where my therapist was ghosting me because he felt like he couldn't help me anymore. And so I, at the time, was working with the hopes and dreams of building a podcast, but I just didn't have the content. Like, I didn't know what to talk about. So the girl that I was working with, the podcast, um, eventually became my life coach. And she uh, and I talked about what I, what, was, what I was going through. And she referred me to a rest coach, which is basically a packaged um, coaching session that has hypnosis. And so I went through a couple of sessions that allowed me to really put back a lot of those very elemental components of depression. I was able to move what is now trauma or traumatic episodes that were being initiated because the way I felt is I was in a survival mode. I keep going back and forth. I couldn't evolve past the emotions of abandonment and wanting to run away from wanting to quit my job every six weeks. And it was just not normal because I had an amazing team, an amazing job. Um, it was an amazing opportunity and I was being triggered by things that just didn't make any sense. So I needed something different. And to say the least, I went through five sessions of rest, which we'll get the opportunity to listen to what that is through some of the episodes and what that modality works as. Um, and then I started working on self-actualization. I literally just repackaged and I said to my coach, I said, 
I'm ready for this podcast. This is what I want to do, which is just navigating through conventional and unconventional methods of, of, of mental health with the goal of building a community that had people that had experienced the same issues as I did and wanted something new. You know, we want to try something that is outside of just going into a session, which I didn't condemn. I just needed more. And so I opened a matchmaker.fm um, looking for people who would be interested in recording. I started playing and I got swamped with people from therapists, licensed therapists from across um, the U.S. and Canada. And we will get the opportunity to really look at those um, from therapy all the way through Awayaska. Or is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Let me first thank you so much for sharing all of that. That was a lot at once. Um, let's break that down a little bit. Yeah. First, uh, going back to your COVID story, I can actually relate to that. This is not something that we spoke about. Um, during COVID, my father was in ICU. He was yeah. dying. And he was there for about 10 days. And we got kicked out of one hospital, sent to another hospital, because they didn't think that it was serious enough, um, to the point where I brought him home to die. And then eventually he did get better. And I spent 10 days crying over him. And so I can understand where you're coming from, that COVID shook my world upside down. And so that was a catalyst for whatever else was going to come. And so thank you so much for sharing that with me. I know that it's, it must be difficult. It's difficult for anybody to share personal issues with complete strangers, especially on TV, on the radio, in person. So thank you for that. Now, I... Um, I think it's great that you reached out to a coach to help you with that and to a therapist because I know many people struggle with accountability and taking the first step and actually saying to themselves, you know, I have a problem and I need help. Otherwise, you go on this repetitive swing and you keep doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. So kudos to you for that. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, I think why I asked that question is that on my personal healing journey, as I'm going through it and as I'm experiencing, I'm finding that it goes back way more than I thought it did. I thought that it started in my 20s and then I thought that it started in my teens, but really it went further back. So the fact that you had acknowledged it during COVID and COVID was your catalyst is very commendable. Thank you. Do you want to tell us a little bit more what the experience was like during your therapy while you were in COVID? Yeah, I actually was really intentional about going to therapy this time around because I wanted to make sure that that it was um, with intention and with purpose. And so I looked for a therapist that came from the very similar upbringing as mine. It's very important to really seek validation and finding a therapist that you can identify with. I think shopping for a therapist is like shopping for a boyfriend or, you know, it's it's really like a dating game. <laughs> That's funny, shopping for a boyfriend. It really if is. If only it was that easy. <laughs> well, they say that, you know, it, about 50% of your connections with therapists will be um, valid. Um, I, I agree with that. Sometimes when you're trying to find somebody that you can work with, it takes a couple of trials. So I always encourage people to find a therapist and if they were discouraged, by the person they connected with and maybe it was not a good match. And so I find that you need to keep searching. So when you're searching for a therapist, have a couple of names 
um, look at their demographics. You know, are they male? Are they female? Are they for myself, a person of color or Latinos? Um, for me, it was a man who was close to my age, um, second or first generation Latino. So he comes from Im immigrant parents. So when you're dealing with, you know, first generation parents that perhaps may have a different value set as someone that may be here three, four, five, ten generations and may not have the same struggles, a lot of times there's definitely more compassion over your story versus a critic. Um, I'm sure you have found yourself in a therapy session um, where your therapist is telling you, well, why are you doing that? Or why I, why don't you let your dad go? It's not your responsibility to be a caregiver, live your life, which you are. Um, but to say the least, there are some values set in there that we value our attachments to our ancestors and to our parents, and that is who we are. And so we need somebody that we to talk to that shares those values, whatever that is. If you're a person that joined the circus and you need somebody to validate the fact that you're a nomad at age 40, go for it. You know, that's what you really need. So my experience through that therapist was very validating in that sense. We went through through the things that I was dealing as a codependent person um, and uh, allowed me to really navigate and understand firsthand what those struggles were because he went through them. Um, he didn't have to share them, but he went through some of those struggles with with his one of his parents. And so eventually, I think I also felt that at the end of the road, a year into our um, sessions, um, that I needed something more. And I wasn't getting what I needed. And he said, you need to um, experiment with other things. And so we looked into life coaching, which I do have a coach. Uh, we looked into um, EFT, I believe, and tapping. Mm-hmm which are some modalities that I still have to to play with. But um, it was really enriching to really find someone that I felt connected to. First, I want to thank you for providing me and your listeners with so much valuable information. What I found interesting is that being a woman that has experienced trauma, pain, all sorts of things, you chose a man. Can I ask you before we continue why you chose a man? Yeah, I mean, I didn't purposely find or search for a man. I think when I ever need something, I kind of put the request out to the universe, if you want to say that, uh, or some of us pray. Um, I didn't really say I want a male, you know, 40 to 42, that is first-generation Latino. No, it was more like I saw a Spanish name, I read his profile, let's go with it. I was open. Now, I will tell you that sometimes I purposely choose men over women just for the concept of hearing different things. If I connect with them on a professional, like on a client-therapist relationship, I'll stay. If I need validation from my own trauma as a woman, then I will do that. I think it was just random. Well, first of all, I think it's great that you tap into your intuition because intuition is awesome and so is the universe. Um, it's interesting that you chose a man. I am the opposite. I will always, if I see something written by a man and it has something to do with how a woman feels, I will close it. Mm -hmm. Because how can a man know how a woman feels? Not to say that a woman knows how a woman feels, but I'm more inclined to listen to a woman's perspective on women as opposed to men. So that's not wrong, but I just think it's quite interesting that you chose a man. I find it more interesting that you wanted someone that understands where you came from, your roots, which I can relate to quite well because, yes, you're right. 
I did have therapists and people in my life who told me, it's not your burden, carry. Put him away. My own sister said that. Mm-hmm. Put him away. It's so easy, right? We're going to just put people in the garbage when they're old or sick. Like a worn little shirt, right? A child doesn't fit them anymore. What do they do with it? They throw it out. You cannot dispose of people. Absolutely not. Right. We're not disposable. Mm-mm. And we, we talked about this before. I don't know if you remember that. You know, you being a Jewish woman, we right. talk about how many of our generations have survived through the sense of community. And Western world can be very seductive and very singular, but it's also very cold. And I think the one thing that has made us survive and thrive through trauma and through rep- repression and oppression and discrimination and Holocaust is a sense of community. It's interesting that you mentioned that because right now there's a war in Israel. Mm-hmm. And once again, the Jewish people have to fight for their own. And this has been an ongoing pattern throughout history. And no matter who tries to bring us down, we always build ourselves up. And so I'm sure you can relate to that as well um, in your culture. It's like that too. Even in society nowadays, you know, you're not seen as the American woman. You're seen as the Latina woman. Mm-hmm. And you have to prove yourself every day. And when does it ever come to a point where you no longer have to prove yourself? When will that happen? I think it is within yourself. The day you stop comparing yourself and wanting to be in the judgment, like, I mean, it's easier said than done. But I think that is when we stop comparing ourselves and to really feeling and to really, I'm sorry, we stop the need to feel like we need to prove ourselves. Absolutely. And that's where authenticity comes to play. And that's where breaking the cycle. That's, that's everything that I live for. That's when you can wake up in the morning and say, you know what? I'm living for self. And I don't care what the world has to say because this is who I am. That's when you've healed. It's a good job. Thank you. So how do we break a cycle? How do we break a cycle? Well, first you have to know where to start. You have to acknowledge that there is an issue. And once you understand that there is an issue, then you can kind of retrace the steps. When did I start feeling this way? So I'll give you an example. Let's say we've all been in those kind of relationships, right? We've spoken about this many times. You've been in a relationship and you find yourself extremely needy. Calling this person all day, every day, your phone blowing up, that person going insane. Why are you calling me all day? We've all had that, right? And you're not understanding why that person is upset. So I'm calling you every day because I care about you, because I want to talk to you. Really? Do you really want to talk to him? Or is it because you need that validation? You need that attention because you're scared that he's going to leave you if you don't know what he's doing every five seconds. So when you can stop and say, okay, well, this is not right. Something is wrong with this. Why is this happening? Did somebody in my life leave me? Do I fear being abandoned? And then we start to acknowledge that and say, you know what? That's time to stop this pattern. And that's breaking the cycle. Taking accountability for, that, for the problem that arises, knowing where it came from and releasing it is breaking the cycle. And a lot of times it, it sounds great in theory for us to say, hey, I have found the problem. You know, I've narrowed down, I've tracked, I've, I've, I've traced back the steps. You know, I am ready to break my own cycle. But sometimes we don't know how to break the cycle. That's why in most cases we don't do it alone. You get people to help us like you did with your life coach and what I do every day. People come to me and they say, you know, what happened? And I say, well, what happened? <laughs> and we go back and we trace the steps and, you know, 
I don't prove to them why this happened or I don't show them why this happened. I, we work together as a team. So most people can't do it on their own. I did it on my own because I'm just me. Well, tell us what brought you back to Circle. You know, I know you had an incident in your life and perhaps it wasn't someone physical in your life. You know, somebody that's alive. It was a, an event. It was an event, yes. One of those, you know, boy meets girl, boy leaves girl, girl goes insane kind of stories. So just the short version, because we go into detail with this later. I met this, met this guy on a dating app. And out of all the millions of people on a dating app, it turned out that his dad and my dad were going through the same cancer treatment in the same hospital with the same doctor. What are the odds of that? And so as we're getting to know each other, I literally kind of, what I realized later, fell in love with this person. And um, he wasn't a bad person. He went through a lot of stuff in his life too. And then one day he just disappeared. He ghosted me completely, fell off the face of the earth. And I was so hurt. It was like somebody took my heart and broke it in half. And I wanted to know why. And then I started getting into tarot and astrology, thinking that the cards were going to tell me why he left. The cards never told me why he left, but I started to learn about myself so much more, my own issues, my own trauma. And I kind of went into hiding for months, did a lot of shadow work on myself, didn't really see the public, did a lot of crying, did a lot of soul searching, and eventually got to the point where I realized that it wasn't about him anymore. It was about me. This whole time, it was about me. I had spent my entire life taking care of a parent or some other person, never taking care of myself. And so things like this happen in our lives. I call them catalysts, where we're forced to look inside ourselves and forced to say, you know what? I'm done. This is about me now. So I still have no idea where he is. Um, maybe I'll find out one day, maybe not. Maybe he'll listen to this, maybe not. I'm not here to bash him. He's not a bad guy. Just he's not healed. And that's what life is about. It's about healing. It's healing globally, healing individually, healing others. But not forgetting that it all comes back to self. And so I thank you for letting me have a voice. And I'm so happy that you were able to share your story with us. And your story is not over, it's just beginning. Because healing is, a, is an ongoing thing. Yeah, that's why we're in New York, right? So Absolutely. You read my, um, my astrological chart. I did. And uh, you've been venturing as a somewhat of a psychic. Um, I have, I, I was telling my friend and also my, uh, my, my coach, I said, I have three witches and you're one of them. And Carol's the second one. And there's a third one in Chicago that, I mean, I'm not a, I don't seek out astrology. I just sort of just hear the recaps through these ladies. Um, and it's very, it's been entertaining and fun. I'm not going to say that it's not leading because of things that I've been doing uh, you know, lately have sort of been led through intuition and through the advice of these three ladies, three fairies. Um, and that's why I'm in New York. And so, you know, I find it interesting. That's the first time that I'm not offended by someone calling me a witch. So that's I fine. Mean, in the best <laughs> no, way that's possible. Great. But I think you should also inform your listeners that what we have in common is that we're both Virgos. Correct. So that's why we vibe, but we're very different Virgos. And this is the first time in my life that I'm, 
actually noticing that you can be the same sign, but very different because there's so much more than your sun sign. There's your moon and your Venus and everything that goes into an astrology chart. And so you are Virgo, but you have so much more in you. You have that Libra, that balance, that fairness. Everything has to be right. And if it's not right, I'm going to make it right. And that's so you. Not all, not everything has to be right. Unfortunately, I've delayed this podcast two months because I have this essence and urge to make it perfect. But financially, I think it's incredibly difficult to make it um, perfect uh, when you have a budget, which is fine because I'm incredibly lucky and blessed and privileged to actually even put a podcast um, with the delivery that I've been able to invest in it. Um, through even the life coach and the podcast coach, which is actually the same person, which has been an incredible amount of light to this project that has been a lot of fun. And so, Carol, just to recap on that, we'll have the opportunity to learn a little bit more about my story as you all had the opportunity to listen through the trailer and through the intro of this same recording. Um, where I will be talking about my codependence, being the daughter of a person with a substance abuse, um, dealing with abandonment and uh, codependency as a child. Um, and while I absolutely love my family, there are definitely struggles that I have learned to manage. And through the different modalities that I've had the opportunity to navigate through an experiment, will have the opportunity to um, learn a little bit more of what may work for you and what not may work for you from, you know, traditional therapy, talk therapy, all the way to plant medicine, which I haven't yet tried, all the way to kink work. And just- kink work. <laughs> I want to be a part of that one. Bring those people on. <laughs> they they are on the podcast eventually, and you and I will eventually digress into that topic and uh, see what works and what doesn't work. I think that's absolutely awesome. You know, I've um, I've spoken to a lot of people who've delved into the world of healing, but it's very singular and it's very one dimensional, and they don't venture out into the taboo. And I love that you offer your listeners so much more because. The collective is not one. We may be one as a collective, but we're all diverse. We come from different backgrounds, different religions, different levels of what we can handle and what we cannot. And so I love that you offer, you have something like, you know, for the taboo people like me, and you have something for the not so much taboo people. <laughs> and that's great. Even the plant people. Yes. And so that's wonderful. A little bit of everything, you know? Absolutely. And there, I'm sure there's still more to find out. So through this podcast, we will have the opportunity to really learn and navigate through the different modalities of mental health, what has worked for some of us, what hasn't. And my inspiration and true meaning is for everyone who has the opportunity to listen to these episodes is to create curiosity and help you navigate your own research so that you can find the things you're looking for. Because not everything works for everyone. You know, hypnosis worked for me. It might not work for you. Plant medicine may not work for me, but it may work for yourself. And so the best thing you can do for yourself and I can do for you is introduce you to information so that you can carry on your own research, your own informed decisions, and really find the tools. Um, and of course, providers that can help you through your own healing journey. That's great. You're like the human version of Google. 
<laughs> I think that's wonderful. Let me ask you, all of these different um, healing modalities that you have ventured into, have yes. you tried every single one of them? Um, I can say that I have informally tried most of them. And what I mean with that is, for example, there are some modalities that are a combination of a lot of things. So there's a couple of uh, mental health or trauma coaches. Um, a lot of those trauma coaches put together different modalities and create a package experience. And so I haven't precisely tried every single one of those, but some of those have, for example, hypnosis, TAP, EB, EDTI or EFT, I believe it's called, I'm sorry, um, in combined in their meditation. Um, and so I have tried a glimpse of some of them. I think it would be great in the future um, if you're suggesting all these modalities and you've experienced some of them, if you can just share your experiences with some because personal stories resonate so much better with your with listeners because they can, wow, that's somebody who tried it, then maybe that will work for me as opposed to somebody who just gives you a recommendation doesn't try it on their own. We've Absolutely. all experienced that in life, right? Absolutely, yes. So perhaps we can do that in the future. Well, let me tell you something. Um, for the modalities that I haven't tried, I am actually in the process of trying them. And the reason I am in the process of that is that some of these have intentions. For example, some of the ones that um, are manifested towards the end of the podcast season, um, there are modalities that I didn't quite try while I introduced the interview, but I went on and tried later on with the purpose of healing something that I had not healed. That's wonderful. Maybe at a later date, we can sit down and go through them. And you can share some of your experience and tell me which one you liked and which ones you didn't so much liked. And um, maybe I'll try them too. Absolutely. Sounds good. We'll take it live on the air, on the road. All right. Well, thank you so much, Carol. Thank you so much, V, for having me. And I'm looking forward to a ongoing lifetime friendship. Absolutely. Take care. Love and light. That's it, folks. Maybe this is how it starts for you, I, and anyone else in our journey. Hope you like this content. Please follow, download, and share. Thanks for listening. See you next time.